This is the Money Seed Podcast, where we discuss all things investing, plain and simple, the way it should be. Please remember, this show is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to be investment advice. Welcome back to the Money Seed Podcast. My guest today is Franco Perez. Franco is a CEO and founder of Franco Mobile Homes. He's an entrepreneur. He's a fellow YouTuber. Franco, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Gabe. I'm excited for this. Franco, tell us a little bit more about your background. I feel like you have an amazing story. Sounds like you came to America at the age of 11, and here you are, a successful entrepreneur. How did that happen? Um, yeah, so sure. I guess it all kind of started from when I did move from the Philippines. Long story short, had immigrant parents, and uh, parents end up, I had an unfortunate housing situation around 08, Around 2008, my parents divorced. Um, my dad was the main breadwinner. He fled the country and it, I was just left with my single mom and my younger sister. And immediately I had to stop going to school and start working full time. And even with two of us working full time, I remember at the end of every single month, I was so afraid because we didn't have money enough to pay for the rent every single month. And I, I had to borrow money from friends. I had to borrow money even from my boss at that time just to make ends meet. And I remember hating the system. I remember hating the way things were. And I just was curious, like, why is it that it's like this for us? We're good people. Why is it that the rich get to own homes and feel comfortable? And, um, after that, I, I ended up somehow being a real estate agent and did pretty well doing that. But I actually hated being a real estate agent because I, I ended up helping the wealthiest people I could help get the most expensive homes that I could. However, I had to turn away. It hurt me so much to have to turn away people and say, hey, you don't make enough. You don't, unfortunately, you don't have enough saved. And you can come back later when you make enough money or, or when you've saved enough money. When the truth of it is, is most times they don't have a fighting chance to be able to make that happen. Right. And, and dedicated most of my life to try to figure this out. How, why is the system this way? Is there anything that we can do to just make people that were in my shoes before to make their life just a little bit easier? Right. And. With that, I accidentally came across mobile homes um, and come to find out I had bad associations with what I thought mobile homes were. I thought it was just all just ugly mobile home trailer parks and and bad quality homes, bad people, and because that's all we see on TV. But come to find out they're actually very there's they're very quaint places and the the people in these communities are working class people that really are proud and prideful of owning something and and it was something to be said there because this is a place where people were starting their financial journey starting their wealth building journey and made it a point to dedicate my life to helping people around mobile homes getting people out of the rental rat race into their first piece of ownership through mobile homes and then watching them go from selling their mobile home to single family home. And then now in the last two years, we're, we've done this thing where we're helping people with old uh, 1970s homes and converting them to 2000 square foot, three bedroom, two bath, beautiful, luxurious, contemporary mobile homes. 
And yeah, that's pretty much how we got to where we're at wait, today. Wait, and Franco, and did, you, did you just say there's such a thing as a 2,000 square foot mobile home? Oh, yeah, totally. Dude, I so, had no idea. That's wild. <laughs> so yeah, if you check out our stuff, I mean, we, we build... We've built um, up to actually 3,000 square feet. Uh, our most common average square footage is typically about 1,600 square feet for these mobile homes. That's amazing. That's actually a lot bigger than I would have guessed. Exactly. That's huge. But first, let, let's talk about the economics because you and I are both here in the San Francisco Bay Area and real estate prices here are a little bit crazy. I mean, they're crazier than in most places in the United States. So maybe give us a quick summary of why do people consider mobile homes in the Bay Area? Or maybe like, why are mobile homes priced differently than say a starter home or a condo? Yeah, yeah. So first off, let's say, I, I do want to bring up that the Silicon Valley is one of the most expensive areas in the country. Um, however, there's it's kind of a trending thing in this the, with this same housing problem. And the ratios and numbers I'm going to say are, might be astronomical for some other areas, but the ratios are typically the same, like in Atlanta and Austin and that sort of thing. But in our area, in San Jose, rent for a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment is typically about $3,400 a month. And then if they were to purchase a median price, an average single-family home, you're looking at about $1.5 million, right? How does a family a middle-income family ever dream of one day owning something at $1.5 million, coming up with a six-digit down payment and ending up with like an $8,000 monthly payment, right? It's such a huge leap. And unless you're born with a wealthy family, you almost have zero chance at ever owning a home in this area, right? And that's the big problem. Now, what I love about mobile homes, it's it's a perfect hybrid model of ownership and it's a perfect stepping stone to get out of that rental rat race. So average mobile home in our area is about $330,000. And with that, you 10% down would be about $30,000. And then your monthly payments would look like about $1,000 on your space rent and then about $2,700 on your mortgage. So with that, you're spending about $3,700 a month, which is much more attainable and accessible for middle-class workers to be able to afford. So a lot of these benefits that the wealthy are getting by owning real estate, the appreciation, the equity, and leveraging a loan to build their net worth, before it used to only be accessible to, to very high income earners. But now with mobile homes, they're getting a lot of those benefits because they're appreciating. They're leveraging a loan to build their asset. And they're getting a lot more benefits just by owning that mobile home just and just paying a little bit more on that monthly to be able to afford these. And that's why mobile homes have really become a hot commodity out in this area because location is so important when it comes to real estate. And we have mobile home parks right across from Google, right across from Samsung, right across from great schools and great communities. And, you know, it's something that shouldn't be ignored and should be seen as an option for so many people. And this is the first time I've ever heard the numbers behind mobile homes here in the Bay Area, because I'm very familiar with what housing costs. And like you mentioned, it's very hard to find a house pretty much anywhere in the Bay Area that's less than 1.2, 1.3, sometimes nowadays 1.5 million. And like you said, if you want to put 20% down, you're looking at a you know, $10,000, $11,000 monthly payment once you factor in uh, mortgage, property tax, insurance, HOA, whatever. You're, it's, it's really inaccessible. 
On the other hand, even if you want to rent one of those houses, you're looking at something like $4,000 plus, maybe 5,000 bucks a month, right? And then if you mm-hmm. want to trade down a little bit, okay, you want to live in a condo, um, you know, there's pluses and minuses with living in a condominium versus a home, but now you're in the $3,500 range, $3,500 a month range, like you mentioned. And if I heard your numbers correctly, it sounds like a mobile home is very similar per month, right? A thousand bucks for the space rent and then 2,500 bucks a month for the mobile home. And now it's comparable to say renting a condominium and now you're building equity. Exactly. And, and, and the key thing is, is understanding where your money is going. And, and we talked a little off camera too, is, you know, back when I was in that financial struggle, there's so much, we don't only have a big wealth gap and a wealth problem, but we also have an information and knowledge gap because there's so much that I wish I knew when I was, um, when I was poor that I, that now I'm finding out that it's a very common conversation when it comes to talking to wealthy people, right? In school, we're not really taught how money works. We're not really taught the difference between renting and owning. And, and, you know, as a regular consumer, I, I used to think money only went one way, right? What for a lot of people, they feel like, Hey, why would I ever, why would I want to spend more monthly $3,700 a month when I could be paying 3,500 on, on rent? Right. But the key thing is a big part of that is coming back to you because later down the line, five years down the line, when you sell that, you're getting that money back. Right. And you're capturing a lot of that by paying a mortgage and by paying something down that you actually own. Um, and this is one of the key things that I wish I learned. Um, and then instead of your whole hundred percent of that payment going towards rent to your landlord, now only a third of that payment or less is going towards rent. And then most of that is going towards the homeowner benefit, right? Tell us a little bit more about Franco Mobile Homes, the company. <laughs> so I, we, we really try to be anything and everything around mobile homes. So um, we started out in the Silicon Valley. Now we're doing stuff in LA, Malibu, San Diego. And we do consulting work for other parks as well, like in Atlanta and Texas and, uh, and, uh, Arizona as well. Um, but the key concept is we, at first we really just helped with the transactions. We have like a broker model in there. And then after that, we started getting into the development of the mobile homes themselves because these, Mobile homes are in prime locations, but they, because they were built in the seventies, they really weren't built to be in a high density location. They also weren't built to the quality of, of what people want to live in today and the safety of, of how these, you know, the fire safety, the weather safety and that sort of thing of the standards that are of what today is. So now we're turning a lot of these old homes into new. So we're advising a lot of these people that already live in a mobile home. Hey, you live in this 800 square foot mobile home that might be worth about $120,000 right now. But if you, you know, but if you work with us to get a loan to, to replace your old home with a new one, you could spend about 250 K and then more than double your square footage to something like an 1800 square foot home. But your future value is now $420,000 because the new homes are selling for that amount, right? You're getting two more bedrooms. You're getting a beautiful open floor plan, quartz countertops, stainless steel appliances, and something that you can live in, right? Versus um, 
something that's shaped kind of like a trailer, right? And and, and I, I say that, but not to down talk people that need to own in those trailers, because sometimes that's the first step that they need to make. But that's something that we do give advice on too, is the construction and development of these homes themselves. So are you involved in the manufacturing at all? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's my favorite part of it. I, I think part of our hugest affordable housing issue is the cost of construction and how we how we do construction in our country, right? It's been the same process for hundreds for over a hundred years. And uh and with that, I always use this analogy because it, it, it really clicks well. But if we think about it, cars were only originally built for the rich and wealthy. And it was only until we built them on an assembly line that uh, that we were able to make it accessible for everybody, right? And that's exactly what we're doing with mobile homes. We're building these in a factory, in a controlled environment at a very fast and efficient rate while keeping the quality very high. And in the end, coming out with a very affordable home that's well-constructed and keeping the cost of the end housing at a at a very affordable cost, right? So that's what's key. And and I wish more people could really understand that and see for see the way these are built. That's why we love making videos of the construction quality we're doing in these factories and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I saw one of those videos on your YouTube channel and I was actually quite impressed. So back in an earlier earlier life, I used to work in aerospace. And I know how airplanes are made. And that was my first thought is when I saw how those mobile homes are made, the way that they move down the assembly line, right? Like that reminded me of an airplane. That's pretty much how airplanes are built. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's actually how everything advances in being built, right? Whether it's a phone, a laptop, they're all built in factories in a very process-driven way because guess what? That's the most eff effective way to build it, to keep the quality and to keep the cost lower. Right. But we're not doing that with housing. We're still building site built homes or transporting lumber and material and labor over to a site to construct these homes. And whether if there's a storm that happens, they still have to get paid for they, the hotels have to get paid for. And all of these costs are going to end up tying to the consumer at the end. Right. And if, and it's amazing to me that we haven't advanced and changed the way we build these homes to, to, to be in a manufactured style. Only in the in the few recent years are we starting to see a lot of advancements when it comes to manufactured housing, mobile homes, modular homes, and people are starting to see how important this is and how quality of built these these homes are. I know that in the Bay Area, land is extremely expensive and there isn't a whole lot of land to go around. How hard or how easy is it to secure land for these parks? Um so mind you, most of our business is actually in mobile home parks where you don't actually own the land itself. So you're actually leasing the land during the time that you live there. Um, it is possible. However, you do run into a lot of problems, such as, the, like you mentioned, the cost of owning the land. You also run into a lot of permitting issues. Um, and it typically takes a lot longer to build these. But, it, you know, Unfortunately, government restrictions and permitting are not as streamlined as we hope them to be and, and could cause what takes us eight months could end up being 18 months, right? And, and, and that's why most of our business is actually executed in mobile home parks. And I actually love the element of mobile home parks because it keeps the, it keeps 
the cost of the of the home the, for the end consumer a lot more affordable. Plus, because it's classified as affordable housing, the everyone that lives in these mobile homes are actually have to be a resident there. So you're not competing with an investor. So if a family's looking to purchase a mobile home, they're not competing with an, an investor that's trying to get it as a rental property, somebody that has three or four units and that sort of thing. But we're only helping people that genuinely need this as their primary house. And what has the response been like? Um, the response on the homes? Yeah, like do people like them? Or is there demand for them? Oh man, it's, 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 we haven't been able to keep up with the demand. <laughs> so, but I mean, the thing is, is when, when you're res restricted from so many options, this has really become a hot topic and, and affordable housing, as you know, is a big, big topic. And how do I say this? When people actually see the beauty of what, how these homes are built, we almost, um, we actually, all of our new homes right now have all been multiple offers and so much attention on them, right? And um, when you really break down the cost of it, if their alternative is, like you mentioned, to rent a house for $4,000, $5,000, it really becomes a no-brainer, right? And with, through our YouTube channel, we have a TikTok and our team does a lot of media stuff. That's really gotten us a ton of attention. And we speak also at like Washington, D.C., and we'll be speaking in Atlanta next week as well um, about the value of mobile homes and why it's such an important thing to for society to have access to financial freedom, right? And it, it's we've really been getting an overwhelming amount of attention. And I'm really proud of our team for do, getting us to where we're at now. That's great to hear. And what are your plans in the next five years or 10 years for Franco Mobile Homes? You, you know, our, our real passion is just building awareness that this is an option, whether it's through us or whomever. I, I think when I was growing up, I wish I had more option or, or knew about other options. And that's why we do so much educational content about financial literacy on our YouTube channel. We talk about the differences in scenarios. If you were to rent versus own a mobile home, what does that look like, right? So I, I do a lot as far as like advocating for more financing, uh, more financial backing around lending around this, also protections around mobile home parks to protect residents and to protect mobile home parks. I also get involved with the advocacy of the quality of how these homes are built as well. Um, it's it's a it's a very deep question that we're actually working on on our goals for the next few years in the next month and but i think for me anything that helps progress affordable housing for working class people is is something i'm excited about yeah it sounds like you guys are doing amazing work very quickly help us bust some of the biggest myths around mobile homes so give us like the three biggest myths and let's bust them go <laughs> So I think one is that mobile homes always depreciate in value. I think that's uh, um, that's something that we've proven wrong several times. They'll typically, especially in high density areas like the Bay Area or LA, San Diego. The other is the quality of how these homes are built. There's 
tons of standards and we, we, we go by HUD quality standards as well. And people don't know that. They think that these are tin shed like homes and, and that they can burn up in seconds. But the truth of it is we have fireproof exteriors. We have two by four exterior walls and insulation, full drywall interiors as well. And see for yourself the quality through our YouTube channel of how they're built. Um, the third, I think, is the quality of people. I think all of our associations are from like Breaking Bad or TV shows or music videos that, that this is the lowest of low, but the people here are just such amazing people. And, and, and you can see the sense of community and the pride of ownership because everyone has that sense of ownership in these communities as well. Um, I do want to say that like, if we think about apartments, like there's bad quality apartments, you don't want your kids going around, but there's also beautiful luxury apartments. And it's the same with mobile homes. And there's, there's ugly mobile home parks that are like trailer trash that make us look bad, but there's also luxury style mobile home communities where there's spas, swimming pools, gyms, uh, and dog parks and, and and that sort of thing, and they all shouldn't be written off as a as a non option. And when you actually look into the these communities nearby, you can find a lot of opportunity. You mentioned earlier that you had to learn some financial lessons the hard way. What what would be some of the tips that you could give younger people today? Um, I'd say understanding where your money's going. Um, that's probably a big one. You know, how can I build my net worth? I think for me, I was all, when I was poor, I was always focused on how do I get more money in the bank? How do I get, you know, how do I penny pinch and save on spending? And I think that's where we get a lot, very distracted where we should actually focus on how can we build our net worth? How can we get a loan to build our assets, right? And that's exactly how the wealthy think. And the first step is really that housing element. And if if getting a loan for a mobile home will allow for you to control something that's, that can appreciate in value and that can allow you to pretty much have a forced savings account by paying that mortgage, that can really boost you ahead. And the other is not only focusing on career, but focusing on your investments as well. It's very easy to get caught up in career and education only, but take steps to better your cash flow. Take steps to, to see what investments are available. Um, and it shouldn't be only career only, right? So I think those are probably the, the two yeah, pieces. Well finance. said. Franco. Yeah. Well said, man. I agree hundred percent. People should always know exactly how much they're saving each month. And I mean, let's hope that they are earning more than they're spending. So you should know exactly how much money you're saving each month. You should know what your net worth is and you should know how your net worth is growing. And I fully agree that owning your own home or owning real estate in general is a great way to build equity and to start building a legacy, a retirement, et cetera. It's a, it's a big part of it. So I think you guys are doing amazing work. And I think the fact that you can create affordable housing, you can help people and can build a successful business around that, I think is super powerful. So congratulations to you and to your success. Oh man, appreciate it. It's, it's such a fulfilling feeling. And I, I think if I could say one thing is that, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there are chasing 
Like, how do I make X amount a month and that sort of thing? And I think for me, it was very much different. I was never inspired by money, but when I first saw the first family that I was able to help, I still tear up today when I see a family own something that they felt like they could have never owned something. But I think if you chase something, if you chase creating an impact for people, that's really what drives me. And I, I wish that more people find that thing that can help move the needle for in helping people. And when you find that thing, it, money doesn't matter. The, the income doesn't matter. You'll figure out a way to be resourceful and build a business that will provide value. And that's exactly what helped me grow. Love it. Franco, where can people reach out to you to learn more? Um, all of our stuff are on that link, www.franco.tv. You can see our YouTube channel of how they're built. You can see 3D tours of what our mobile homes look like and the communities look like. Uh, or you can just Google us at Franco Mobile Homes. Awesome. I'll put those links in the show notes. Franco Perez from Franco Mobile Homes, thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Money Seed Podcast. Please remember to click like and subscribe. It really helps spread the message to other investors and it helps attract new viewers to the show. We appreciate your support. Thanks very much.